You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. After dinner, and it's a program that is, uh, yes, uh, made, tailor-made for you so that, uh, you know what, you can relax and enjoy your mints. Yeah on after dinner mensa but that time of the evening where we join our own Ibrahim Abadacha on his segment called you know that travel express really enjoy it with him it's got the oomph it's got the information and it has a unique individual Ibrahimba assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and tell me how are you doing this fine uh, beautiful evening wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh brother Shafat and our listeners out there to radio Murkas Sahaba Alhamdulillah, a bit tired after a long day, but uh, nevertheless, grateful that we had the day to do some good. And uh, of course, happy to be with you and the listeners out there. I tell you, the feeling is uh, very mutual. And I tell you something, Ibrahim Ba, tell it's me. as if you run a marathon every day. How <laughs> you manage it? Tell, tell, tell me how you manage it. No, 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 it's only by the Qudrat of Allah. He makes it all possible, you know. And uh, it's starting to tell because the mind is always willing, but then the body is saying, hey, you know more that young chicken you used to be. <laughs> so just uh, take it easy and be circumspect about how much of commitment because, you know, nothing succeeds like success, they say, you know. And the more you succeed, the more you attract people that are, you know, looking to you to help them and maybe find solution that uh, to challenges that they're experiencing. And uh, I guess uh, our trouble is uh, that uh, it's hard for us to say no. And uh, that is where the pressure mounts. But uh, Alhamdulillah, as long as I can and as long as Allah makes it possible for me to be able to, you know, give off myself, then I will. You see, Ibrahim Ba, when you surround yourself with positive people, then that positive vibe comes in. And with that positivity, your health is better and then you're moving and, you know, uh, it is the du'as of these positive people that will really keep us resonating. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, always uh, do that for us. And may we be positive in the lives of others. Uh, your meeting, you know, uh, talk to us about maybe, you know, I'm going to tickle you and mm-hmm. ask you, hey, we saw that, uh, uh, you know, our mayor diving into the deep end of the ocean and, uh, you know, the daily maverick, uh, they give you a title. And they called him the Bampara of the week. <laughs> that used to be in in in, in uh, Sunday Times if, uh, some time ago, if I am not uh, mistaken. Eh? Yeah. Now I mean now the uh, Daily Maverick also has that. So uh, you know he's got the title. Tell me how was the meeting and uh, uh, you know our E. coli levels and uh, can I dive into the Indian Ocean, Ibrahim Ba? Well, look, uh, that is. Uh... The meeting I just attended and came out maybe an hour ago was uh, more to do with the mayor's annual uh, anti-crime uh, summit operations and things like that, mostly attended by uh, law enforcement uh, high up uh, all the way right down to the foot, foot soldiers and, of course, uh, deputy city manager and commissioners, generals and whatnot else, as well as uh, people from the various wards, uh, you know, councillors and all that sort of thing. Uh, basically, it was just uh, to unfold whatever plan that they have conjured. Uh, I shall combat, if I might use that word, or mitigate the, the effects of crime. You know, in the city, it's that we are, you know, leading up to the festive season, the summer. Uh, coming back to the other issue that you spoke about, uh, 
the beaches that E. coli results. And this is from samples taken on the 1st of, uh, sorry, yeah, the 1st of uh, December 22. So uh, that is the latest figures that we've got, and these are from an uh, independent uh, uh, water company. And uh, with the exception of Ushaka and South Beach that are acceptable, Point Beach, North Beach, Battery Beach, Country Club Beach uh, above the level. That's what they say to me currently. And uh, as for the others, I'll tell you now. Umshlanga uh, and Umshlanga uh, Bronze Beach, both of them way out of tolerance. Uh, Westbrook is okay. And uh, of course, going upstream from the Ungeni River. Uh, Northern Works, uh, Kingfisher Canoe Club and Riverside is absolutely shocking. So just understand that the Amgeni empties out into the Indian Ocean at the Blue Lagoon. So depending on which way the wind blows and which way the current flows, the thing is uh, uh, either the ones on, on the northern side will be affected or the ones on the southern side. And uh, this is now the water tested out the Amgeni River. So those are really outrageous and I just hope that things ease up and uh, you know it'll be you know good for the people to bathe in that water uh, you know in the weeks ahead. Now Ibrahim you know the environment uh, reacts uh, to man and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this dunya for insan and in the manner way you know we as insan react this is uh, what do we do uh, Mother Earth reacts to us and you can see the reaction is you know, horrendous. What are we doing to Mother Earth, uh, Ibrahim Ba? We're literally destroying it. That's what we're doing. Mother Earth, you know, is there for everybody. You know, like it is said that uh, if you take away all the uh, greenery, meaning all the plants, if you take away all the animals, the birds and everything else, uh, you will have a situation where as long as man is there, he's the main destroyer. Yet if you take him out of the equation and leave everything else there, the planet would flourish. And here you get people like save the earth and save the planet and all that other nonsensical things. The planet is quite okay on its own to do its own thing and, and sort of self-regulate it. It is just us, you know, that are because of our, our greed and our headlong pursuit of material, financial and other wealth. This is what we do. We are so careless, so irresponsible that we are busy destroying the planet and uh, we don't care as long as we make the money. I'm all right, Jack, you take care of yourself. And it's a sad situation, but uh, the planet can take so much. And uh, this is why from time to time, you know, Allah shows us, he manifests it in a way that nature reacts to mankind. And uh, we had those floods just recently and uh, we are still suffering from the aftermath. So uh, it's telling you something that, uh, hey guys, listen, it's time you're, you're set back, slow down a bit and look at what you are doing to the environment and, uh, you know, take care of it. Because uh, since time immemorial and uh, the fact that technology proceeds the pace along with the ingenuity of mankind to ma manufacture even bigger, better, more effective machinery with which to uh, loot and rape the planet, it's just getting worse by the day. And of course, uh, our values are all inverted and perverted. There's no more morals or ethics or, you know, um, responsibility or anything of the sort, no integrity. So it's going to be more of the same, sadly, Brother Shafat, and uh, we'll pay the penalty, make no mistake. 
Yeah, Ibrahim, you know, it's sad indeed. And, uh, you know, moving away from this uh, story of uh, sewage and so forth, we look uh, at uh, 17 African countries uh, moving ahead with the single African air transport uh, transport market. Hmm. Uh, quite interesting. Uh, I mean, you in the field. Talk to yeah. us. Yeah, basically it's a name to consolidate the aviation market at a continental level, meaning for Africa and Africans per se. And uh, the main uh, South Africa, South Africa was one of 17 countries that uh, signed on uh, to join a majority of 35 African countries, which are signatories that uh, dominate 80% of the aviation market in Africa. So uh, the other countries that have just come on recently are Senegal, Togo, I'm going to go through it very quickly, Zambia, Niger, Gabon, Namibia, Kenya, Ethiopia, Rwanda, Cape Verde, Ivory Coast, Cameroon, Ghana, Morocco, Mozambique, and Namibia, okay, including ourselves, of course, over there. And uh, they agreed to pilot a project uh, at the national, regional, and continental level at a meeting held in November, 14 November, to be accurate, at uh, Dakar in Senegal. And according to the African Union, this allows for the liberalization of both scheduled and non-scheduled air transport services within the continent of Africa, with an overall aim of removing restrictions on traffic rights uh, capacity and frequency between city pairs. Now, when I say city pairs, like you can consider Durban, Joburg, or Durban, Cape Town, a city pair. Okay, and uh, this uh, common market is in contact with the the continent's agenda for 2063. I haven't uh, investigated exactly what that is, but uh, I'm sure it is for the upliftment of uh, the continent and all her people. And uh, pilot phase is going to start from 11 December. Just to give you an indication, Kenya Airways will be flying into the capitals of Ghana and Senegal under the fifth Freedom of the Air Agreement. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with these uh, freedoms and, and terms, basically what it means is that uh, Kenya Airways in this instance can carry passengers between two countries that are different from its home base. Uh, and uh, they can uh, operate that flight under the fifth freedom that is granted to them by the two other countries that uh, they would be flying to. And uh, this gives them better, wider op options uh, to the passengers flying between uh, Nairobi and Accra. There'll be more flights, of course, because of the nine weekly flights and uh, putting on another four weekly flights as well. So uh, that's what it, it is. And strategically, the bigger picture is to support a single African tran uh, transport, air transport market. And uh, of course, African continental, there's that word again, free trade. They don't talk about fair, fair trade, they talk about free trade, uh, which are the key pillars for Africa's growth. And uh, to expand on that network and the content uh, connections to make uh, travel more affordable and more, uh, how shall I say, user-friendly. User, user for the uh, people of uh, Africa. Uh, only drawback there is some small airlines feel that they are going to be muscled out of it uh, and they'll have to close shop. And uh, I think Kenya Airways and SAA being one of the smaller ones these days, uh, working to create a Pan-African Airlines. Uh, Ethiopian Airlines is unsurprisingly the most profitable airline in Africa. And uh, they could be the big winners if this uh, single market comes into being and fully functional. 
You know, Ibrahim Ba, our one feels are very sad indeed. We had our SAL, said Afrikaans, look for Yeah, you remember? And I mean, it was a pride and joy of uh, this country. And, you know, when they gave it to the, uh, uh, the, the new democracy, mm. it was still in ship shape. What went wrong, Ibrahim Ba? Everything went wrong and anything and everything that could go wrong went wrong because the deliberate gutting of the airline, like all the other state owned enterprises that saw people that are either incompetent and unworthy of those position being given it because of cadre and other deployment uh, principles. You can, you know, the airline industry is a specialized industry uh, and you've got to have people that know how to run an airline profitably, especially given the fact that, uh, you know, the margins are so narrow, the competition is so stiff and uh, for even a day you're having issues with strikes of uh, either ground crew and catering crew or even pilots and God only knows what else they got to put in. To stay afloat, is it takes some, uh, you know, very uh, uh, sharp uh, minds. And of course, uh, you've got to be able to balance those books at the end of the day. And uh, unlike uh, um, unlike other area, other countries, you know, where they have experts, I mean, travel experts with decades of experience, they were putting Tom, Dick and Harry and whoever else into these uh, key positions. And uh, where they were ripping off the... Uh, Taxpayers, when one bottle of water costs you in the in the show in the store uh, ten ten rand, they were charged. They were being charged what twenty and twenty eight rand or something each. That's just one instance. So that is what it is. There was just corruption at the to the nth degree that brought SAA to its knees over a period of time, as well as all our state-owned enterprises. Yeah, I think uh, the name is uh, says Afrikaans uh, Luch Luchdin. Luchdin, Vinny Airways. Yeah, Luchdin. He is a Rechman. He is a Chava Afrikaans, Ibrahim Bach. Well, a very literal translation Luch meaning air and Dien means service. Service, yeah. Airways, they gave us a lovely service, those people. And then I remember Air Mauritius used to come in quite often. Mm. And, uh, you know, they had a good uh, deal with this country. The yes. only time a- India came here was when those uh, guys hijacked that a- Indian airline and landed it near Louis Botha Airport. Do you remember that story, Ibrahim Ba? Vaguely, I remember there was some drama that took place. But uh, a- India did come for a while, maybe a year or two they stayed. And they literally destroyed the market, you know, from a, a financial point of view, uh, cutting fares uh, that made it, uh, you know, inoperable at that rate. But, uh, yeah, they were here, Jet Airways were here, and I think there was one other, if I'm not, uh, you know, my memory served me correctly. But uh, having said that, uh, the thing is coming back to South African, South African Airways when it was in its heyday, if you flew to any international airport, our planes were always looking nicer, cleaner, uh, and everything. The service was top-notch, and uh, as it, uh, it it changed, so the service went down, and uh, the mismanagement saw to it that the airline, you know, went into bankruptcy and had to be bailed out so many times. I don't know what's going to change right now, but uh, time will tell. Yeah, they talk about the mattress gate, the farm gate, and the billionaire's gate. Allah, 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 we'll just leave that aside. The world's most traveled destination for 2022, Ibrahim Ba. Which one is it? 
Uh, there's a few of them. I think uh, maybe, uh, I'm just trying to see, maybe half a dozen or more. And not surprisingly, of course, London. Everybody says that if you're tired of uh, London, you are tired of life. That's what they tell you. But, uh, yeah, London's top of the pops over there. And uh, incidentally, if you're going for a night on the Ritz over there, you can cough up something like 26,441 rands, just an indication, of course. The next up is Dubai. And uh, if you're going to go and stay at... Uh, Burj Al Arab or one of those fancy hotels over there, Burj Khalifa and all those sort of things, uh, the address and whatnot else over there. Uh, the Burj Al Arab, which is uh, uh, purportedly only uh, the only seven-star hotel, that will set you back uh, almost 40 grand for a night. Can you imagine that? But uh, there are high rollers there, and that is well patronized and full most of the time. The third one up is uh, Mauritius, of course, uh, everybody's favorite. Uh, you know, they call it paradise on earth, but then they reckon without knowing what paradise is. But uh, yeah, very popular with South Africans. And uh, if you'll stay at the Shangri-La, uh, Le Tusrock, I've been there, beautiful property, excellent. And uh, it's a top-rated five-star that costs 17,600-odd. Uh, fourth on the list, of course, uh, Geneva in Switzerland. And a uh, lovely place to be in. Uh, people are a bit quirky. They <laughs> have their own uh, attitude over there for whatever reason. But uh, there's a wide range of choices from dining for restaurants, serving cuisine from different continents. And there, the Ritz-Carlton Ritz Hotel, will set you back 15400 a night if you need to rest your head in comfort. Uh, we, as you can see, the prices are coming down, but that not, not, doesn't necessarily mean the quality of the accommodation or the destination is uh, getting poorer. No, it's just that uh, it, that's the way economics works and uh, different currencies and different seasons and all that sort. Uh, Phuket in Thailand, one of the most hedonistic places on earth you can go to. Uh, the island has uh, 30 pristine beaches with palm trees swaying in the wind and uh, turquoise waters and the rest of it. And uh, you can enjoy everything there from whitewater rafting, kayaking, zip lining, surfing, whatever you want to do. It's all there. And uh, of course, it will be relatively inexpensive. Uh, uh, this is now I'm talking about the Como Point Yamu. Mm. It's on the eastern edge of uh, of the island uh, and uh, if you take uh, one of the suites of the private villas they start from as little as 4,576 rand a night which is not bad considering uh, the destination and the location as opposed to paying 40 grand somewhere else and then of course uh, we've got Cape Town and they don't call it the mother city for nothing it's home to a huge range of amazing sites and attraction, and everybody loves Cape Town, make no mistake, whether it's just locals or uh, international visitors. And these have uh, allegedly five or more most experienced attractions in Cape, and that's voted to by the people of Cape Town themselves. The first one being the Table Mountain Cableway. Then there's Surface Corner in Musenberg, of course, the Victoria and Albert waterfront for those shopaholics. And then uh, for those who are more in tune with nature, 
Matrusburg Private Nature Reserve, and finally, those that love uh, strawberries and strawberry picking, uh, they can go to Redbury Farm. There's a whole lot of other activities and whole array of it to offer. And uh, I think Cape Town's going to have a bumper bumper season this year around. And uh, it has something for everybody, basically. So those are the main uh, six, uh, you know, uh, destinations that have been growing uh, in popularity and stature as we emerge from, uh, you know, a couple of years of COVID and a recession like no other in the travel industry. So good luck to all of those uh, destinations and the people and the hospitality and uh, air traffic industry that it's time that they are able to come back into their own and, you know, start turning a profit. And then hopefully with the added commission and businesses going through the prices might start coming down somewhat. I'm mm. the price is outrageous right now. No, absolutely. And uh, what happened to our beloved Durban? Nowhere to be seen. Oh, don't talk about Durban. Again, <laughs> you put the wrong people in charge. Yeah, absolutely. And what are you going to get? Yeah, it, it stands to reason, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm just hoping and praying. And uh, I, 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 the topic of my talk at today's uh, meeting uh, was the role of uh, Neighborhood Watch and UIPs in uh, alleviating the uh, situation so far as uh, crime and crime goes and making play, making the uh, destination more uh, attractive and, uh, you know, more welcoming. Now, that's not something that's going to be achieved overnight. It's something that will need a lot of hard work by a lot of committed people who know what they are doing. And... Uh, I asked uh, publicly, you know, whilst I was still on stage there, uh, whoever's in charge, city manager, deputy city manager, I told them I want more interaction with you all because you all say that crime is everybody's business, and of course it is, uh, that we cannot necessarily rely on uh, law enforcement agencies to do be the be all and end all of fighting crime. So if they want uh, real, uh, tangible engagement that's going to bring positive results in the short, medium or long term, then they just have to engage with the private sector. And this is where we build that bridge, the UIP builds a bridge between uh, government agencies, of course, and uh, the private sector is where the money is. And the only one that will commit to it is people are genuine that they're going to see some uh, positive change and, and get some sort of return on investment insofar as upgrading the services, upgrading the environment and things like that. So uh, that's where we stand. And I reckon we're going to be in for a hectic December and we're planning for it. And uh, last weekend was somewhat of a, a huge challenge, right, to put it mildly, where they had uh, parties, I don't know wherever they could. And this was given the blessing of the city itself. And at the end of the day, all the rubbish and the trash and the drunkenness and mayhem that was going on gets left for us. When I say us, I'm using the royal plural, along with the other law enforcement and cleaning crews to pick up the pieces. So uh, let's hope that uh, during the course of the week that we can discuss this thing further and try and eliminate as far as possible anything that lends itself to causing all these issues. 
No, absolutely, Brian. We credit is due. Let's give it credit. And uh, Cape Town, yeah, we uh, we will be giving you credit. So you're heading to Cape Town. Tell them, Brian Bar, that five tourist attractions you have to visit in the mother city, Cape Town. Yeah. Well, look, uh, I'll just repeat for those who didn't get it. Of course, it's Table Table Mountain, and it's Cableway. There's Surface Corner in Musenberg for those who like surfing and the, the beach. Victoria and Albert Waterfront for shopping experience uh, like no other. And of course, the private uh, nature reserve and Redbury Farm. That's the Matrusburg uh, private nature reserve. So those were voted, incidentally, <coughs> excuse me, by the people of Cape Town. Of course, it's their country, it's their city. And who better? to give you good advice. Absolutely. And we know uh, those lovely spring waters you get in Cape Town and the lovely yeah. people. And uh, what's your favorite, the snook and chips, Ibrahimba, when you go to Cape Town? Mm, yeah, there's a few good restaurants as well, but uh, more mainly in the hotels. There's the Taj uh, Hotel there. There's uh, some very, very good uh, delectable uh, food on offer there. Uh, snook and chips, uh, perhaps if I'm in a jam, yeah, I'll take it on, but that's not my favorite, yeah. <laughs> hey, you too. <laughs> yeah, and what about the uh, Cook Sisters and the milk tart and all that? Yeah, no, look, uh, they are very hospitable people there. I know when we went and visited some friends, uh, this gentleman was a dress, uh, dress, well, he was a fashion designer, let's put it that way. And we became very close because our travel agency was just across the passage from him. And then he moved back to Cape Town and uh, we uh, went over and they invited us for breakfast. Yeah, Allah. If I tell you the table was creaking with all the stuff on the table, <laughs> I was not exaggerating. And they made sure that you taste just about everything, including the cooks that you're talking about. Lovely stuff. Well, people, on that lovely stuff, Ibrahim Bar, time has uh, caught us up, uh, caught on, because, you know, when we, when you flow, it just goes. And Alhamdulillah, really great evening with you. Your parting words uh, this evening? Yeah, it's to do with the uh, state of earth uh, right now, in this day and age of wokeism, yeah, where they sit and uh, listen to you, point fingers at you for every little thing. It is said that tolerance will reach such a level that intelligent people will be either banned from thinking, let alone speaking the truth so as not to offend the imbeciles. So uh, I think uh, one can relate to that, uh, Baha. They're censoring everybody that is speaking mm. on mainstream media and social media and everywhere else. And all the trash is coming out and, you know, the scum always comes to the top and they are sitting and ruling the roost, so to speak. And, and if given half a chance, those, were the, those will be the imbeciles that will be ruling over us if we're not careful. Good point there, Brian Bar. You're going to have, inshallah, a brilliant evening ahead. You deserve a lovely evening because of the hard work you've put in. And Jazakallah for sharing your expertise and your time also on our platform, Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Talk to you soon, Brian Bar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi to you and our listeners out there. And it's an absolute pleasure. I enjoy interacting with you. And I certainly hope that uh, we add value to the lives of our listeners as well. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair, Ibrahim The feeling is very, very mutual and I can say reciprocal. Well, 
Thank you very much, Lukalo, for brilliant engineering. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.